Hello, welcome back to Junior Funners. It's the uh, it's the new shit. Uh, we've been away for a little while. I think we said that last time, but uh, we we had our reasons. We've been we've been little sick boys, so apologies. But uh, this is Junior Funners. We're back. Um, we're talking about Arsenal and that, and we're the only podcast that does it. Uh, nobody nobody does it half as nobody does it half as better, or whatever the song says. Uh, as always. Your hosts are the Fun Boys, which is me. I'm Ollie, um, and it's also Lawrence. Yo, what up, listeners? Coming to you live from my bedroom. What's happening? Very, mm. very apologies, listeners. I, I've had terrible sickness, both not just uh, a, f- a flu, but my skin, my hands, and my face were like. Sores and spots and blisters. My hands are still recovering, but my face oh is, is my face is all nice now. But you should have seen it like two weeks ago. My my god, man! It was like it's like I had like what, was it like an allergic reaction or something? Like I think I don't know what it was. I think um, might have been like when my my nephew went to his play school and he got this. I, I, they call it hand might be hand foot and mouth. It's like we just get these like oh yeah <laughs> spots all over here and sores, but he didn't have it as bad. And mm. but then I got it, and then oh my god, my f- face just went crazy red, blisters and sores, and everything it was horrible. I was like, if you've ever seen the singing detective, I think mm. uh, it's a, well, that's a bit of an exaggeration, oh, yeah. <laughs> but the guy's just covered in yeah that's like, that quite that's what i was like was it that guy was like burned <laughs> yeah. wasn't he? he was like severely burned it, it looked like i had been on fire or something it was like it was horrible but um yeah i'm all better now i had like i i've never had anything like that on my face but i i had like i remember i had like an allergic reaction to like an old pair of washing up gloves like the whatever it was like they were just like cheap washing up gloves and like the latex inside them went bad or something um and I, yeah, I ended up with like, yeah, just huge uh, blisters and like big red kind of splotches all over my hands for a few weeks. And I had to like, uh, I had to use like a steroid cream to like get them back mm. to normal. It was, it was really bizarre. But yeah, the, shit like that happens every now and then. But yeah, we, like I said, we've both been two little, little sick boys. Um, yeah, dealing with sort of various ailments. Not the, not the Rona, thankfully. Um, both uh, both managed to avoid yeah. that so far. Touch wood. Oh yeah, I'm touching Lawrence's penis I've got now. This makeshift desk. Well, you only do it with your right hand, apparently. Mm. Uh, right, right hand to God. Um, <laughs> yeah, so we yeah we we we've been off a little bit longer than we would have liked, um, especially because you know this is it's, it's in terms of being an Arsenal fan, this is a pretty good time yeah. to be one. Yeah, uh, for a change, you know, we've we we were <laughs> we were recording and broadcasting pretty solidly through all of the shit, and then as soon as it gets good, we uh, we fuck off. That's that's yep. the British way. That's <laughs> what we, how we like to do it. You're only um, you're only but anyway. Let's, let's get into that with uh yeah. You're only podcasting when you're whining. Oh, yeah. <laughs> when you're whining, you're you're only singing. Exactly. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah. What would we, what would we actually yeah. fill each episode with? You know, if it wasn't complaining, yeah, that was a like, good oh, game. Oh, it's nice. It's so nice. Yeah, we, that was a good game. Who wants to listen to that? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, here's our first segment: Arsenal news. Arsenal 
Um, and there's probably, I mean, there's so much news to catch up on since we last recorded. There's probably no point trying to actually like go through it bit by bit because I feel like the yeah. episode would go on for like two hours or something, like just from that alone. Um, but as we stand at the moment, most recently, uh, coming off the back of a uh, a hard fought one nil win against Watford, not as uh, mm. straightforward as uh, as it might have been. Um, it's probably down to, to a, a few factors. I think you know certain things just weren't going our way. You know, two goals disallowed for offside, which were correct. They were offside, but on a different day, maybe uh, you know. They, the the offside wasn't necessary, you know. Like it, it could have been; those chances could have been finished without there being a player offside. Um, and of course, Abamyang having a penalty saved didn't help. Abamyang um, he got almost, away with it. Abamyang was almost like playing against us at times. It was like <laughs> it, was, it was almost like an Italian game where he's match fixing and he's you know he's trying to throw yeah. the game. What are you doing, man? What are yeah. you doing? Yeah. yeah, I mean, he yeah he was involved in both of the offside uh, disallowed offside goals and uh, missed the penalty. I mean, he he got away with it against Villa. Um, you know, we were awarded a penalty late on in the second half in the Aston Villa match a few weeks ago, and uh, I mean that was interesting because it was him sort of showing the showdown between him and uh, Martinez, uh, who we know to be a, an excellent shot stopper and a good penalty saver. Um, but uh, yeah, he saved the initial effort, and then Abamyang uh, was able to uh, to uh, sweep in the rebound. But this time, yeah, Ben Foster <clears throat> didn't make any mistakes, saved it, and wasn't there was no no rebound to to be found there. And yeah, kind of uh, yeah. And then the <laughs> the first offside goal was sort of like the ball came to him, and if his touch was better, he could have just stuck it away yeah. first time. But as it was, he sort of fluffed it and the ball went to Saka who then stuck the ball away but unfortunately because Ben Foster was so far out of his goal and Aubameyang had touched the ball it meant that Saka was offside so that was disallowed and then the other one was uh, Martin Odegaard's sort of long range shot that probably would have gone in off the post but Aubameyang slid in to sort of poke it home with his studs but in doing so meant that he was offside so again kind of like I, on the one hand, you, it, it's nice that he's trying, but like you said, it's also it's also kind of like he's getting in the way a bit. Yeah, but um, let's hope it's just a minor a minor blip, just a sort of bad a bad day. Just you know, because he's been all right for the most part. I mean, yeah, yeah, it's just what? yeah. I think he, yeah, he's looking more and more like the kind of the 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 captain that we hoped he would have been that we hoped he'd be when he. Signed his contract, you know, uh, last his contract extension um, a couple of seasons ago. So, yeah, I think I, I think overall he'll he'll come good. But yeah, that was definitely a bit of a bad day at the office for uh, for for Uber. Um, but yeah, and we are so with that result, we are now unbeaten in ten games in all competitions, yeah. and it's was it eight in the Premier League, eight yeah. unbeaten in the Premier League. So that means we are. It's it's getting exciting. We are just a, sh- a scant forty-one games uh, away from uh, doing Invincibles two. So, you know, watch this space. We're we're doing yeah. it's official, folks. We're doing Invincibles two. Um, we can't wait. It's great. We're gonna we're gonna go unbeaten for forty-nine games again. Um, already got 
eight of them in the bag. Can't be that hard now. It's basically halfway there to get in the other 41. So, yeah. It's, um, you know, I wish you could, we could opt out of playing in European competitions because it's nice not having to worry about Europa League or, or even Champions League. It's just, ah, I don't, I don't want to be in. I mean, it's nice to have the money, but yeah, I don't, I don't want, yeah. I don't want, to, I don't want to have to be in the Champions League and then having to waste, you know, more energy. It's just nice to have a sort of whole week off to, yeah, just so we can prepare for, and then we're all nice and fresh. And anyway, so it's, it's nice. It's yeah, nice. we really got to we got to spread the word to the fans of all the other teams in the Premiership. That it's like you you don't you really don't want it. You don't. You, everyone's aiming to get in those European places, but you know we. <laughs> Just, we spent 25 years there and it didn't do shit for us you know yeah. it, it's so it, it's it's overrated don't do it i mean you get a nice pot of cash but at what cost you know you you have to play but at what cost play every tuesday wednesday or thursday and your players will get injured and it's just you know you don't, you don't want that you, you it's nice to have yeah. fresh legs every weekend it's nice yeah we gotta we gotta warn like west ham and that before before it's too late you know like at the moment, it's all going well for them, but you know, as soon as they, as soon as they make that jump from Europa League to the Champions League, oh boy! Oh, that'd be nice to see. Finally, a, a non quote unquote top five, hee <laughs> hee, wink wink, uh, uh, a non top <laughs> five uh, team in the in in the Champions League. Uh, it, it's not, you know, that's what I like. I like a, a someone from outside that bubble. You know, sort of Leicester a few years ago, and, then, yeah. and now, um, hope you know West Ham. That'd be interesting to see them if if they do well. You know, um, oh, you know, yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it'd be nice to see because Leicester has sort of been on the edges of getting into the Champions League for the last couple of seasons, and I think they it's overdue um, for them to kind of get in there. But it, yeah, it, it's. Is <laughs> it's competitive because, like you said, they're up against the spending power of uh, all of the other top, f- the 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 so-called big six or big. Well, is it six anymore? Uh, uh, you know, uh, we maybe maybe it's time to maybe it's time to call a few of them. You know, axe axe a few of them off. Well, one. Um, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> just just the one. I- well, I don't. know. I mean. <laughs> I mean, there's you know, there's looking at the table at the moment. I mean, it's it's a good thing that Man United won the league uh, so early in the season. You know, they they did what they oh, had yeah. to do. They beat uh, what was it Leeds? They beat them like five <clears> one <throat> or something. Um, and uh, it, really? and yeah, and they sealed the title because it's. I mean, because otherwise, if they hadn't done that already, uh, it'd be really embarrassing. <coughs> Excuse me, it'd be really embarrassing um, that you know we're now. Uh, ahead of them in the table, yeah, and they've got like you know one win in their last five matches. Um, so you know it's it's good that they don't have to worry about that. And I mean the same with Spurs. You know it's 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 a good thing that um, you know they went with their they didn't mess about. You know they went with their seventh or eighth choice yeah. after sacking Jose. Um, you know they got him they got him straight in there. Uh, and now they're, you know, they're, I mean, they're ninth, uh, in the table, um, you know, while we're up in fifth. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's uh, like I said, there's maybe a couple of candidates to be, uh, culled from the, uh, from the, the old bit, big six there. 
Yeah, it's 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 been quite a f- and I I don't want it to end it with Ollie Solskjaer at Man United. I don't want it to end. That's the problem. It's like yeah, I don't want them to lose too many games. So maybe maybe they can just go on a couple of win a couple more, which win a couple of games, and um, I mean that's what he's been doing the entire time he's been there. I mean he's because he's been there what like three years now, um, and that is basically what he's done. It is that. They sort of, for the large part, they go on these sort of very like underwhelming uh, runs where they, you know, they don't defend particularly well. They get lucky to maybe scrape a draw. Um, you know, they got they got their fair share of dodgy VAR decisions last season, which we, you know, <laughs> uh, discussed at length. That's that seems to have dried up for them now. Um, but every now and then, you know, he'd get Ollie, he'd get like a, you know, he'd get a big result when it mattered against a, a rival. Um, which is why it was so shocking to see them get absolutely, you know, just humiliated uh, by Liverpool and uh, and Man City. Those are the types of matches that Oli seemed to uh, to thrive in before. It was no matter what else was happening, no matter how uh, crappy and how poorly they'd been playing in their other matches against, like you know, Wolves <laughs> or Leicester or whatever. Um, he always seemed to be able to pull it out of the bag against the the big teams, but. Yeah, he's not even even with uh, Cristiano Ronaldo. Even with Cristiano Ronaldo, um, yeah. they're not even managing to uh, to perform in those types of matches now. I mean, we were saying few early in, early on, you know, no excuses this year. You got everyone who you wanted. You got Sancho, and you got Ronaldo back, and you got Varane. Mm. There is literally no excuse. I mean, they'll still harp on about their midfield. And, Fred and McTominay, but it's like, come on, you know, it's like, I do, yeah, there's no, excuses. Uh, uh, yeah, exactly. It's what the fuck do you want? Like it, it's, and you know, again, there was, there was a lot of talk because of our very poor start to the season. There was a lot of talk about like, Oh, they've spent, they've spent the most money. They've spent the most money out of anyone, this transfer window. Um, and you know, now it's, it, <laughs> now that sort of, we've got like the, the team kind of all together, you know, everyone's sort of recovered from their injuries and there's no COVID and everything. Um, yeah. you know, I mean, as in, obviously there is still COVID, it still exists, but that, that, you know, we're not struggling with it at the club anymore. Um, things have kind of come <laughs> together for us and nobody talks about that now, but I feel like people probably should talk about it more with United because, uh, I mean, Sancho costs. Basically, as much as uh, as Pepe, didn't he? I think it was yeah. seventy odd million. Yeah, but you know, I just, it just um, what can I say other than ha ha ha? Um, yeah, I I don't you know, we. I thought I'm on, I'm on, I don't know. I, I, it's just uh, it's baffling. <laughs> I'm so lost for words, listeners. I'm just like what? Yeah. You know, yeah, I'm so baffled. They had all they had all they said they were going to blitz this league. This they had all they had the Galactico team. You know, yeah, it's it's been a joy to behold, really. But um, yeah, it's so we've it's, you know, um, complained about us spending money, but we, 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 we at least it seems to be paying off and smart um acquisitions. You know, Tommy Asu and Ramsdale, especially. You know, Ramsdale, what a what yeah. A, I mean, a, I, the the I mean, apart what a from keeper. his uh, running out, that's what I'm a bit worried about. He's going to have a case of Almunia's. It's like, oh no, he's running out of his box again. <laughs> but um, no, he's been he's been really really I good. Think, yeah, I think as long as he keeps up the the communication, because he was very good at organising his defenders. 
um, it will be all right if he if he does decide to come out of the you know if he comes out of his goal to the edge of the area or whatever. Um, he should hopefully be okay, but he's still young. Maybe he'll maybe he'll grow out yeah. of that. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it is the the whole kind of defensive setup at Arsenal now uh, is it looks unrecognizable from what it was last season. I mean, mainly because of the new signings, but like, yeah, it, 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 it we seem so much better organized, and it, there's it doesn't seem like someone's going to make a silly mistake at any moment. I, I just you have so much more confidence in them now than we did last season. It's weird um, when Xhaka got injured. I mean, a lot of people I saw was like, "Oh no, I still going to miss Xhaka." And it's like, I, I disagree with <laughs> who. Well, yeah, we've been actually quite good without Xhaka. I mean, Bate Niles has come in and he's shown that he's. We've been thriving. He, he was. We've been. <laughs> we've. I thought I thought Maitland Niles was going. It, I thought I was so I was like, ah, oh, no, we're going to lose Maitland Niles. But no, he's he's mm. he's come into the fold now, and Laconga he seems to be. Getting, getting, getting good, and unfortunately with parties. Yeah, Laconga and Partey have got a nice little partnership going. Um, yeah, they look very good together. Partey didn't play this weekend, but yeah, it, it, Maitland Niles came in and he was man of the match. And he, yeah, he, 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 it, it would have been it would have been a fucking stupid uh, decision to let him leave. He's he's just too good in terms of the, like what he brings, the depth of the squad, and his versatility. You know, the, the number of positions he can play. It, it would have been madness to to let him leave, but yeah, like you said, it's it's so nice to not have to worry about fucking, you know, the the Mister Bean of football coming along yeah. and just you know tripping on a fucking banana peel or whatever. You know, it, it's just it, we to not have that anxiety going into every match, seeing his name on the team sheet. It's uh, it's it, oh, it's it's blessed times. It's yeah. it's it's beautiful. And then even Kieran Tierney, I mean. Nuno Tavares, or a lot of people say Tavares, Tavares. Do you really like to get the Portuguese? I think yeah, it's supposed to be pronounced t- yeah Tavares or Tavares. Tavares. It's, uh, yeah, but it's because it's Nuno Tavares. You know, he's uh, he's been he's been good as well. You know, solid. Yeah, he's he's been really good. Yeah, it's like wow, we got some. Yeah, him and him and Tomiyasu down both of the uh, down both the flanks have been really really good. And it's like yeah, wow, I'm amazed that. He's spent smart artists, you know. He's he's spent, he's, he's picked some good players. He's done sort of the sort of Wenger esque kind of, you know, not trying to spend too much. Not just trying to get, you know, decent play. You know, yeah, it's really really good. I you know, turn yeah, around spread it around, the Arteta spread thing. the spending around on uh, on the a lot of different prospects for the team, um, and it's at the moment it's it's paying off. I still wonder, I mean, as you were just saying, it's sort of like, it's hard not to kind of root for Arteta at the moment because the stuff that he's trying to do is finally coming off. Yeah. Uh, there was a but, long time where it wasn't. And you know, we were very vocal about saying that, you know, maybe he shouldn't be, maybe this, something as high profile as this shouldn't be his first job in management. You know, he shouldn't be sort of using uh, Arsenal to kind of make these types of mistakes. Um, he should kind of learn his craft before he takes on a, a job of this of this scale. Um, but yeah, I mean, maybe you know, maybe this sort of baptism of fire and the fact that he's been under the microscope so much has kind of pushed him into the up, up to the next level. Yeah, I mean, obviously, we'll see over the course of the season. But for the moment, it's 
it's all working out pretty well. I mean, to be, I, w- I wouldn't be surprised if when it comes up to Liverpool, maybe, maybe, maybe if dare I say, maybe if we do get battered by Liverpool, I mean, it, it's not really going to change. I don't know. I don't think it's going to change much how I feel about Arteta or Arsenal right now. I still think we got good momentum. I think if Liverpool yeah. batter us, I just think, well, it's Liverpool, you know. I think they had a bad game against yeah. West Ham, but you know, I think which is, um, you know, but I just, I just think, uh, despite what happens against Liverpool, I, I'm still positive and. Um, yeah, I yeah. This, I mean, this is very much a you know, this is a long term project. It's a step by step thing. We can't possibly expect to go from you know dropping points left, right, and centre like we did last season to where we are at the moment, where we're beating teams that we should be beating on paper. Um, to then suddenly you know trying to thinking that we're on the same level as teams like Liverpool and Man City because we're not. But it's nice to know that if, exactly like you're saying, if we do get battered by Liverpool, that's fine. As long as we keep beating the teams we should be beating, which we have been, we could, we've still got a chance of this being a successful season. You know, we can still sort of fight with some kind of dignity for, you know, a place in Europe, whether that's, you know, somewhere in the top seven, you know, the, the lower, the lower echelons of the the top seven, shall we say? Um, but yeah, it's there's not the, the a potential loss to Liverpool won't be it, it won't be another kind of uh, it won't be a kind of another like log on the fire of awfulness uh, as it has been in in some seasons gone past. Yeah, if um, I don't know, it might. I don't think we'll get like 10 nil <laughs> I, it might be um it could be same as that liverpool united it could be a, a five nil but um i don't i don't I think we're a bit more better defensive than united i think um oh definitely <laughs> yeah i mean i think we we are our press that's something something i've been so impressed with over these last few games is is the way that we've started pressing teams um there is you know there is there's a physicality and a hunger to win the ball back uh, when we when we lose it that uh, I don't think was even really there for a lot of Wenger's reign. You know, we, we were sort of maybe a bit naive in our play in that respect in that we sort of, you know, we were like, oh, but we're playing by the rules. We don't, you know, yeah. we don't need to, you know, like go in hard, <laughs> go in hard on, uh, you know, 50-50s and challenges and aerial duels and stuff because ultimately our our fancy football will win the day. Um, and it doesn't, you know, it, it doesn't work like that a lot of the time. So there is a bit more grit and a bit more determination in terms of like, you know, winning the ball back if we lose it or pressing teams higher up the pitch, putting pressure on them in their own half. Um, so that coupled with how much more organized we are defensively does give me hope that, yeah, we're not, we're hopefully not going to be embarrassed too badly by Liverpool. Um, you know, it, it would be nice if we did, you know, we didn't, if we weren't one of the teams that they score, f- you know, four or more goals against uh, this season. Yeah. I think, um, is there someone we played before? I know we're probably jumping ahead a bit in terms of fixtures, but it's just, you know, you look at for the, you know, when you play like a real, you know, one of the big, big teams, we got a real challenge. And it's like, mm. you know, Liverpool's coming up. I don't know when. 
I don't know what the next game is. And um, but yeah, um, it's looking good at the moment. Well, I don't got, want to be we, a yeah, cursing. Liverpool after the international break. But um, what? I don't want to be putting a you know another hex on Arsenal again. It's like oh no, I say one thing and <laughs> that oh, do the um, but yeah. So it's been it's been weird. That's the not whole having point of what we're doing here, though, to, isn't it? It's just wild <laughs> speculation. Yeah. So Liverpool next, then Newcastle, and then Manchester United, and um, yeah. Next. Yeah. So hopefully, uh, Ollie's still Ollie's still in the job at uh, <laughs> yeah. United by then. Um, oh, that's the I one. mean, there's been this weekend. There's been an absolute flurry of sackings um, from uh, from various clubs and. I mean, it's it's mind blowing that Man United still haven't, uh, you know, cut that turd loose. But I mean, God bless them. Like you said earlier, you know, the longer they keep him, the better it is for you know for us, and I think for most other football fans as well. Um, just watching them tailspin. Um, so yeah, I mean, going to you know, we we it's uh yeah second of December. It's it's away at Old Trafford. Um. Yeah, I'm certainly more confident about getting a result there than I am at Anfield. Yes, um, but uh, you know, United they always play a bit. Well, they I maybe I could, someone will correct me, but uh, they always they always play a bit dirty when it comes to Arsenal, Man United. They always always up to their tricks, you know. Hmm. But. Like you were saying earlier, that yeah, the way they've been defending recently, I mean, it's crazy. Like, yeah, Harry Maguire and Luke Shaw don't look anything like the players they did during the Euros. Um, yeah, I don't know what's happened there. I mean, I assume it's a, I assume it's a coaching thing because there just seems to be a complete lack of communication yeah. uh, and organization there in terms of who's doing what um, when you know when balls come in over the top or whatever. I mean, they literally like bumped into each other for one of Liverpool's yeah. goals, didn't they? That was very funny. <laughs> but I think it's the problem at United. They don't. Um, you know, um, Ronaldo and I don't think Bruno particularly wants to track back all that much. So they have all these. You God no, no. I mean, you're trying to shoehorn all your, st- your top players in, and none of them want to defend. Mm. Anyway. I mean, yeah, Bruno especially seems to just have like he just has an absolute. <laughs> just disdain for for anything that resembles defending he just yeah. refuses to he's just sort of like a he's he's like a hothouse flower and he's just too delicate for it i don't i guess is is his uh he's an his orchid. attitude yeah. but it's yeah it, it's it's funny watching like you know replays of them conceding goals and just seeing that he's like not even jogging just sort of barely even walking back towards zone area as the attack unfolds and they eventually concede and then he just sort of throws his arms in the air and goes back to the, you know, goes back to the halfway yeah. line. It's uh, yeah, no, he he couldn't give less of a fuck about tracking back and defending. But it's like you would you would feel that um, whether Arteta goes with a, a five against Liverpool, like maybe I don't know whether is Tierney coming back from injury or is he still injured or whether he would try and have like. Uh, he apparently is. He is avail- He's fit and available for um, Scotland for their their games coming up. He, I mean, he was on the bench uh, this Sunday, but because you know was playing so well, there, yeah, there was no real reason to uh, 
to rock the boat. You know that back four that we've had for the first past few games has, has worked. So um, yeah, hopefully he comes through these uh, this international break without picking up any new injuries, and then he can sort of yeah come back into the into the fold into the setup. Um, don't know about a back five against Liverpool because. It, I don't know. It just seems like it's inviting yeah, the danger. That is, that is the problem with it. But it's when they have um, Trent, he gets so far forward, and then you have Salah mm. and Mane, who are almost like that's their actual main strikers, and then their full it, their fullbacks get so far forward. It's almost almost like with Firmino as well. That is like a front five. So it's like either we just play yeah. the back four, and then have. Like, I don't know, two wide players, and then that's a back six. <laughs> but that that would be. I <laughs> I'm sure. Hopefully, Arteta will. I uh, feel like it probably yeah be more likely that it's like we'd probably have like uh, like Partey and maybe Laconga in front of the back four, and then maybe Erdegaard a little a little further on, or Lacazette. Lacazette's yeah. been playing good in that role just behind Aubameyang recently playing a little deeper and again help him with the press like he's he's like a little he's like a little pit bull he just doesn't let anybody go he's, he chases after he chases down absolutely everything yeah that's the thing I, I like about him he, he, he will he's very tenacious uh, like I said he's not a uh, he's no Bruno you know he's not gonna yeah. just uh, you know throw his hands up and uh, when you know he's not doing anything and, um, yeah, he's not just there for the the kind of the, the glory of the you know the the fancy passes and the free kicks and whatever. Yeah, he's actually willing to put in the work. He's actually, you know he's he's there for the team. He's team player, team player. You know that's what I want. I want. Uh, I don't want egos. Yeah, and he doesn't. You know, he doesn't do things like uh, you know. He doesn't do things like uh, you know sulk when <laughs> we don't win and refuse to shake anybody's hand or. <laughs> You know, refuse to applaud the fans. You know, he doesn't just walk straight down the tunnel if we don't win. You know, oh, it's a great player to have. Elite mentality. Elite mentality. Uh, you know, that's it's it's elite mentality to be like a like a tiny baby. To have that uh, kind of rock starish, you know, diva-ish, you know, attitude to everything. You know, I'm I'm too good for this. Yeah, mortals. Yeah, yeah. That's that's the type of attitude you want to cultivate in your team, definitely. <laughs> when you're challenging for the uh, the very top prizes in any any sport. Hmm. Um, I mean, Ronaldo's version of tracking back just seems to be um, like uh, just lashing out and making horrible tackles, oh, but yeah. knowing that he won't get sent off because he's Ronaldo. Yeah. He's done that in the last few matches. What, who was it he did that in the other... Who were they playing? Oh, Man City. Yeah, he went in on Kevin um, De Bruyne. And he, yeah, he did one against... Was it De Bruyne? Yeah. That's just, you know... Why and then he, he did another one against Liverpool where he kicked him. Yeah, they, um, Curtis Jones or something, yeah. Mm. God. What a reeks of desperation! It's just yeah. One last. He, I mean, he knows grasp. he'll never get sent off, but he, yeah. yeah, he just gets to do these these horror show fucking tackles. He does that on. Uh, he does that on Smith Rowe or Saka. Yeah. Oh, I was just, oh, oh yeah. No, he's gonna. He, if he 
touches a, a hair on our boy's head. Yeah, you I'm gonna, go near I, my son. I'm gonna I'm gonna say something that will contravene the terms of service of our of our host. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna say something that'll go against the uh, the terms of service of our uh, podcast hosting yeah. site. So I better not say anything. I'm pressing certainly no credible threats of violence against Cristiano Ronaldo yeah. here, sir. No way. I'm I'm pressing ch- for child abuse if he ever touches my son. Anyway. Yeah. You can't do yeah. Oh, we, I, we should just go after everything in the book, you know, make it racial. Why not? You know, oh, say yeah. it's, it's racial discrimination. It's racially motivated. Um, yeah. Child abuse, assault, GBH. Just throw the absolute book at him. Premeditated assault, Your Honor. Uh, yeah. I mean, he's not going to jail for the other horrible thing that he did, so he yeah. might as well send him to jail for this. These, these are impossible to ignore, Renato, these charges. Um, you know. Yeah. <laughs> It's, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Uh, these these charges are building up. They're uh, impossible to ignore, Your Honor. Yeah, yeah. Impossible yeah. to ignore, like the. Uh, mm, yeah, not going to say that. No, you know, we've talked about we've talked about what he's been accused of before, uh, so you can probably put that together for yourself, listeners. Um, yeah. Anyway, back to Arsenal because we we yeah. keep getting distracted by how funny it is with the Man United thing. Well, actually, we can talk about how funny it is with what's happening with Spurs because oh, yeah. um, I mean they're even worse off and they've looked really, really fucking bad. Um, like United have <coughs> sort of managed to have these moments where because they've got Ronaldo, they know that he can kind of get them out of you know situations. You know, they can just rely on him doing like an individual piece of, of skill to kind of get them a draw or whatever. He's bailing them um, out in hopes But Spurs that, don't even have that. He's bailing Man United out, so he hopes that Man United or the owners will help bail him out when uh, he uh, gets his ass in <laughs> yeah. prison. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, yeah, when he eventually gets convicted <laughs> of, uh, yeah, you know. And, uh, <laughs> but yeah. I know. I was whinging, listeners. I was whinging in the uh, football chat the other day about, oh, so Arsenal can't get Conte, but Tottenham can. Oh, typical. But um, yeah, I don't, I don't really want Conte. Yeah. yeah, fuck it. I don't really want Conte. Is this all right? Yeah, it's fine. I'm fine. I mean, yeah, we, it it would have been it, earlier in the season. It would have been nice to get you know when when things were really dire. Yeah. Um, but. You know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. You know, things are going well at the moment. I wouldn't necessarily take him over over Arteta right now. Um, and yeah, I mean, Spurs have. I mean, that's a that's a huge. I mean, he because he turned them down a few times, so they must have just driven up a fucking <laughs> truckload of dump money. truck full of money <laughs> to his house. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, because he he said he didn't want to. He didn't want to take a job, you know, midway through the season and stuff like that. It's, yeah, so, um, yeah, and he's got a sort of, I can't, even with Conte there, I mean, I'm, I, there's no way Harry Kane still wants to stay, surely. It's not like he's going to be like, oh, we've no. got Antonio Conte now. <laughs> it does feel like that, yeah. Like, this is sort of like a little bargaining, sort of hope that Harry Kane will stay. We've got Conte now, come on. Come on, Harry. Come mm. please stay. Where are you going? Harry, come back. Where are you going? Yeah. Harry. Yeah. Go back. He's just getting in a uh on a on a bus that on a says private to Manchester. Jet, private jet, Manchester City. 
sign, yeah. sign the sign the um, thing, sitting there with his num with his shirt, cane. In his, well, I don't know what number he would have because yeah. Uh, is there a number ten? I think Grealish has number ten. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Probably, yeah. I mean, they, I would assume they give him whatever number he wants, but yeah. <laughs> but yeah, him and all the other England lads, you know, him and he wants to be up there Ray, him and Jack, Kyle, and, and Phil, yeah, and uh, Kyle, yeah, yeah, Kyle, yeah, Philly F, Johnny Stones, <laughs> Johnny Stones, emptying his pockets when he gets home, <laughs> keys, wallet, phone, and Cristiano Ronaldo. Oh. Oh, oh. that format Wee. never gets old. That, no, just that well, <laughs> you just keep going to it. You get you go viral, goes <laughs> did numbers. A, yeah, that well never runs dry. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so they've got Conte now, and you know they got a uh, they've got a point on the board. Uh, no goals so far. Um, best of luck to him. Um, oh. I mean. He didn't seem to want to hang around too long at Chelsea, so I can't imagine. I, I mean, I don't know how long the deal is that he signed to stay at, at Spurs, but I mean, is he? He's kind of got two choices. You know, he sort of does well enough at Spurs that he then gets offered a better job, or he can just do a Mourinho and just tank the team so that he gets sacked and then he gets, you know. Secures the bag that way. He gets his big payout. Just sort of a sort of more glamorous Sam Allardyce. You just you just come in, stay the ship yeah. a bit, yeah, and you check, and then you just go to the next club, you know. But you're a bit more high profile. Yeah, you know, Antonio Conte you got a bit more of a ooh a glamorous name. Ooh, Antonio Conte, not Sam yeah, Allardyce. And he, well, and he's you know he's actually like one. Yeah, he's actually you know bit actually more prestige one thing as well. Yeah. yeah. But um. Anyway, um. So it's yeah, it's the international break now. We're heading into uh, England. Got a, a couple of matches coming up, and uh, after 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 some some fuckery, um, Emil Smith Rowe has been called up to the England team. This is this is a, a sort of double edged sword. It's like on the one hand, it's like. Oh yeah, finally, it's always finally from Arsenal being selected. But on the other hand, it's like, oh no, oh god, oh god, he's oh, please don't get injured, please don't get injured. <laughs> just, just do what Ferguson yeah. used to do with Man United players. Just, you know, say, say, no, he's not. You know, you're not picking him. You're not picking him. No, no. and then just pretend. Oh, he's injured. He's injured. You can't. You can't play him. Yeah, yeah. That's. I mean. It does look as though that's sort of what Man United are doing at the moment because they've withdrawn a bunch of players and that's why uh, Smith-Rowe's been called up because he wasn't called up originally in the first squad. Um, but then I think, yeah, the, uh, how many? There's like four players, I think, that have all dropped out, like Rashford, uh, Luke Shaw, and is there, there's a couple of others, I think. Oh, now... Again, we're going to have to do some uh, live Google, live uh, googling. Uh, um, 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 mm. Where? Uh, so yeah, Tierney Fitness Boost. Oh. Um, 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 um. You would think it would be top news. Where is it? <clears throat> right, let's go to England. I thought I'd found it, but no. Um, this should be fun for our list. Oh, yeah, called up. 
Yeah. Right. Da, 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 da. Rashford, Mount, Luke Shaw, Ward, Prowse. That's it. See, that's a smart move from Southampton. Yeah, so you I don't mean, want your one of your best players. Just... <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you don't want to, because he's the captain as well, isn't he? So it yeah. is, yeah. But um, I think it makes him mounts out because he's had like his wisdom teeth out or something as well, isn't it? Which is like, mm. you don't really think of footballers having to deal with that. But it's, yeah, it's funny that that's the reason he can't play. Speaking of uh, footballers and teeth, you know, like, you know, Roberto Firmino he always smiles. It always reminds me of Ross in that episode where he. Oh, he's got that million dollar smile. <laughs> yeah, he's got. Where Ross puts on the, uh, the white whitening stuff on his teeth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, he over whitens his teeth. <laughs> And they glow in the dark, yeah, yeah. Mm. But uh, other than that, yeah. So, um, yeah. Hopefully, they just they'll put him on where, like, I don't know, fifteen minutes to go, and uh, he just comes on for a bit. Hopefully, and he won't get injured. Yeah, that's what I'm worried about. Well, I mean, our, yeah, our second match, the the second England match is is against San Marino, uh, yeah. so that's just like you know. That's an absolute gimme. So I'm wondering if that'll be the match where, like, you know, he throws a first cap to uh, to Ramsdale and Smithrow, um, just so that they've they've got that under their belt, and that you know, there's there's no pressure. They'll probably, you know, Ramsdale probably get to keep his first clean sheet for England, and I would imagine Smith again. It's San Marino, so Smithrow will probably <laughs> either get his first goal or his assist or both. Um, so yeah, I, if. If I was uh, Gareth Southgate, that would be kind of yeah, that would be that'd be what I would do. Um, but we'll see. Well, you know, I'm looking at the team. I mean, he's still got Foden and Graylish, and well, he's still got and um, Sterling, Saka. There's no um, yeah, there isn't really anybody sort of similar in style to Smith Rowe. So yeah, so maybe he might, but. I doubt it. I still think he might just go with. Yeah. The usual, I don't know what. Um, still going with probably with his back three or five. Um, maybe. Um, maybe maybe if it's Sam Rooney, he'll probably just go with four. I don't know. I. I... Well, the first match is Albania, um, and that's at Wembley. So I think it, you know we can kind of play on the front foot with that. I think if we win that, that's it. We've qualified. So yeah. That's obviously the that's the big one. That's the cry. That's the the, the priority. Um, so yeah, we need yeah four points from these two games. So yeah, beating Albania is obviously the the big one um, because San Marino is like I said, it's just a, a gimme. Um, so yeah, probably use a, a, a stronger. I would imagine a more attack minded team. For Albania, and then anyone that doesn't feature in that game will get a run out against San Marino. Kind of doesn't really matter what combination of players he'll, he uses. We should should be able to beat them pretty comfortably. Yeah, I mean, you could probably like <clears throat> probably could play about goalkeeper. That you know. <laughs> um. yeah, I mean, <laughs> San Marino's got like it, there's like a hundred thousand people or something that lives there, isn't it? Like it, it's it's. Yeah. It's like a tiny little country that's like in Italy or something. Um, yes. So uh, I think so, yeah. <clears throat> but um, 
it's uh, well, it'd be a nice day out for the uh, for San Marino. Probably uh, you get a nice trip to Wembley, go around London, go see all the sites, and all the... you get to play a football match against. Uh... Well, I think they've 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 already played uh, they've already played at Wembley. I think this is this oh. is us going to oh. San Marino. So well, it'd be a treat for us. Probably be some nice weather there. Nice weather. The weather would probably be quite nice. Quite nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, I've always see, I've always got uh, answers. <laughs> You've always got to fickle your feet. I've always got an answer. But, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you know, most of their s- squad don't actually play football professionally. They're like blokes that just like work in offices and shit. I think, so, um, I think there's just one. I think he's a goalkeeper. I think he plays in just one of the Italian clubs. But other than that, I think. Yeah, I think yeah, their goalkeeper is like the backup keeper for one of the teams that's in like the maybe the. Second division of Italian football, um, but yeah. Other than that, they're all they're all just people with like day jobs. They're like you know car dealers and farmers and shit. Um, I don't mean that as like a pejorative I, thing of like, like you know like oh, how, it's, a, it's a fucking farmers team. I think <laughs> yeah. like some of them literally are farmers. In many ways, I I respect that more when uh, they're like work or working people and just normal people who just happen to play football. Oh yeah, yeah. It's like. I'm not. I'm not a, a certain person who uses overly uses that term because you know they 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 uh, they think it it's some kind of insult to be you know farmers or farmers. Yeah. So it's like, hey, hey, man, hey, man. It is. I mean, it's because I've, I've stopped. <laughs> I stopped following. Um, I stopped following the 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 Golden Brain, uh, uh, Mister Goldbridge, on on Twitter a long time ago. Um, but I think I, I do still follow the the account that posts clips of his streams. So it's like, like whatever it is out of out of context, Goldbridge or whatever, which I don't I don't think has anything to do with him. I think it's it's somebody else kind of. So you don't. It's not like a it's not like a thing where like he's trying to meme himself. He's not in on the joke. Um, yeah. But yeah, there, there seems to be just an abundance of clips of him playing FIFA, where like he'll be playing in like the Europa League or in the Champions League and it'll be the lead up to a match and it'll be like, ah, I don't, I'm not going to bother playing this match. You farmers. They, uh. <laughs> and then it'll just like cut to the final score and it's like, they've lost. It's just, it's great. I don't know why he keeps doing it. Yes. Uh, it's, it's, um, it, it, it's like, it's like, oh, what is it? Oh, it's just so partridge esque, and it's just does does he? It's it's almost like, is this yeah. a bit? Is this is this like? Does he know his? This is what he's famous for, just being a complete, um, idiot on FIFA, or is it just? He's just keeps repeating repeat offender. He just keeps repeating. Just keeps doing. It. He just it's just yeah. Sorry, I'm not I think it, yeah, I mean, I think Oops. it's it's a bit of both. Like he knows that his his brand is like the you know he's the 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 football banter guy, but you can see like on his streams where he's watching matches and Man United start losing that he does uh, seem to genuinely get very upset. Like he throws he throws proper tantrums. Like he looks uh, for a guy that already kind of looks like a giant baby. Um, like when he get when he really kind of. <laughs> Starts throwing a paddy. It's um, it's very funny, but it's also quite disturbing. I always feel like he was when he goes, "Oh no!" 
it always feels like he's sort of phoning it a bit. Like, oh no! Oh bloody hell no! That, yeah, sometimes he does. Yeah, I mean, there is sometimes where he is obviously kind of uh, he's doing a bit. But that, yeah, there are. I've seen other times where he is like fully, like his voice cracks and stuff. Like you know, he's like, no bloody no. Like he like fully sounds like a yeah, like a like a kid in the school playground um, that is about to cry. He, he, like he, there's a few times where he lets the mask slip. Obviously, like his whole thing is that he has to kind of be like, you know, he has to kind of be in full partridge mode and be like, oh no, I'm doing the thing, I'm doing the character. It's all gone bad again. But every now and then, you get a moment where you you see that it really does get to him, <laughs> and uh, that's, I mean, that's that's just beautiful. That's the stuff that we, you know. That's the stuff that we're all really waiting for. Is that the proof that, you know, Mark Goldbridge and Brent de Cesar are basic, you know, that there's, there's the, the line between them is thinner than we think. Yes. Like, um, um, now I was going to, I'm not going to compare him to Andy Kaufman. No, 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 you're not, and you're not in that league. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, with most uh, with most uh, performance art, you know, there is that. It's almost like wrestling, you know. Where does uh, mm. where yeah. does uh, um, who is a who's a wrestler who's quite a quite a character? Well, they all are. To, I mean, um, you know, it's all about person. I mean, yeah, literally all of them. Yeah. <laughs> Um, never mind. I was trying to think. Uh, I can't think today, listeners. Sorry, it's a very busy day. Yeah. Uh, it, I mean, we've been off for a long time. It's you know we're still finding our uh, our sea legs. Um, shall we? Uh, we'll 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 take a, a quick break. I think on that, and then we'll uh, we'll come back and talk some more. Need a Isn't that quick, fun? Quick sip of all right fruit juice or something because I'm getting a bit hoarse. Uh, uh. Uh, yeah, okay, uh, quote-unquote fruit juice, all right. Yeah. Uh, Lawrence is going to have his uh, couple of lines of cocaine. That'll <laughs> GM right up, and then we'll be back in a minute. Mm. All right, be right back. Okay, Lawrence had his little cocaine break, oh, yeah. and uh, we're back. Mm. Um, it's... Uh, you're such a. I love your your Fleetwood Mac fandom is so well, hardcore that yeah. you're even like you know you've invested uh, hundreds of thousands of dollars in a cocaine habit. It's not just for your Mac, but also out on John. Yeah, I'm learning from you know. I, oh, yeah. I, I feel if I want to be the best, you got to learn from them and somewhat copy them a bit. You know, you got to. That's what they used to do. Yeah, so that's why you're uh, also cultivating an abusive relationship with your manager. As I understand uh, it, well, I don't, I don't have a manager. So if you want to be my abusive manager, um, please email yeah. at Junior Funners. Uh, Junior Funners at gmail dot com. If you want to be Lawrence's abusive manager, if you want to, you know, be the uh, the 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 what's his name, the guy that played Rob Stark in the movie. You know what I'm talking about. It's not. Um, now I'm going to make a fool of myself. It's not David. Uh, Geffen, is it? 
Was that a manager? Was that someone else? No, it's um, what was his name? It's John something because he also managed Queen, and so like there was a period do. where like he was portrayed in. Yeah, he was portrayed in uh, that Queen movie by Aidan Gillen, who plays Littlefinger in Game of Thrones, and then he was in the Elton John, John movie Reed. where he was played by that's it, John Reed. Yeah. Um, and he, yeah, he's played by Rob Stark from Game of Thrones. Um, so yeah, isn't that interesting? Anyway, yeah, that's what you're, uh, that's what you're looking for. Hmm. Uh, abusive, abusive gay relationship with a, uh, a Rob Stark type. Um, we should all be so lucky. <laughs> Let's do some, uh, cultural appropriation. Yeah, and that's the cultural appropriation music. Uh, so this is the, the bit in the show where we uh, step away from football and talk more about uh, just other things in culture that we enjoy, that you, the listener, may also enjoy. Um, so, Lawrence, have you got anything, or do you want me to stall for you? You, 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 uh, you stall while I get my notes together. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, so I'll, I'll recommend... At the time of recording, uh, the news was announced uh, earlier today that um, the legendary character actor Dean Stockwell uh, has passed away, um, which is uh, very sad. He passed away at the age of 85, um, which is a, a decent old age, but still it's, it's sad that we've, we've lost him. Um, just an incredible body of work uh, that that guy had. I mean, I think most people probably know him from Quantum Leap. Um, which is a, a brilliant sci-fi TV show, um, but I mean, you know, he's in, he was a frequent collaborator of a lo- you know loads of sort of great directors, David Lynch, Vin Vendors. Um, <clears throat> he he was even in a he was in a Niles Barkley music video, um, if you can if you can imagine such a thing. Um, even just this past week, I watched an old episode of Columbo uh, that had a, had had him in it um, as a as a younger man. He was a the piano player on a cruise ship. Um, that was trying to be that uh, Robert <laughs> Robert Wagner was trying to frame him for murder. Um, so that's uh, yeah, uh, it's it just great and everything. I mean, it's it's difficult to sort of recommend any sort of narrow it down to one particular thing when it comes to Dean Stockwell, but um, I recommend Paris, Texas, the the Vin Vendors film because um, there's so many great performances in that film. But it, it was a, a kind of there's some really great scenes with him and uh, Harry Dean Stanton. who was also a, a, just a legend of the kind of character actor field who passed away within the last couple of years as well. Um, amazing soundtrack by Ray Cuda um, for that film. A lot of it takes place just sort of way out in the desert in, in Texas. So he's just incredible kind of just, just barren kind of landscapes that you know like these these shots where it's mostly sky and then kind of the horizon and stuff it just uh, yeah amazing amazing film dean stockwell is, is great in that so yeah check out paris texas um and i guess yeah check out quantum leap as well that's you know the, I, i'm not sure streaming wise i don't know where that is uh, maybe maybe it's on netflix i don't know check it out but uh you, you probably track it down somewhere but yeah great uh if you've never seen it before great premise for a, a show as a scientist that uh, it leaps from one body to the other. So each week it's an entirely new story. Uh, he's got to 
write something that went wrong in that person's life. Or sometimes it's not even a person. I think there's one episode where he leaps into the body of like a monkey uh, and he has to, <laughs> he has to like correct some wrong in, in the monkey's life. Um, Dean Stockwell plays like the guy that he's in contact with uh, kind of back, back home. Uh, but uh, yeah, Scott Bakula playing Dr. Samuel Beckett in, uh, in Quantum Leap. Banger of a theme tune as well. Absolute banger of a theme tune for, for Quantum Leap. So yeah, check out uh, yeah the works of Dean Stockwell, uh, in particular, Paris, Texas, and Quantum Leap. Lawrence, do you want me to keep talking? Uh, or no. have you well, um, uh, gathered your thoughts? Okay, I'll, I'll recommend... Um, it was something that I was going to recommend a like, long time ago, but um, I tried to... And, uh, okay, so there's this uh, sort of... Sounds so silly. I hate this jazz fusion group, sort of. But they're just an instrumental band, <laughs> sort of from the seventies oh, to eighties. They're still going today. They're called uh, Spyro Gyra, and um, they had hmm. an album uh, called Carnival. Came out in nineteen eighty, and uh, I've been, I've really been enjoying that. That's a good good record, and uh, I've mentioned them before. There's another sort of uh, more funk slash disco. I've mentioned them before, the Parcels, these days. Uh, I mentioned as be, they were mm. a sort of a Daft Punk protégés. They've come out with a new record recently um, called Day and Night, Day slash Night. Um, that's come out recently. Uh, check that out, listeners. Uh, Parcels, Day, Day slash Night. And uh, because this Halloween has been... Come and gone. Uh, I be, I got into John Carpenter, and uh, I really like. Yes. Even though, and I I have this is I'm a very sensitive individual when, especially when it comes to animals dying in films. But uh, you know, I can't help but mm. I want to recommend the thing because uh, it it really. Just, you know. I recommended the thing. Did you in an early episode? I did. Oh, how embarrassing! Yeah, but uh, <laughs> but, uh, uh, but there's also. Well, I mean, it's 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 just, worth it's worth re-recommending because it's so good. Uh, but other John Carpenter films like Big Trouble Little China or uh, Escape from New York, uh, even Halloween. You know, just John Carpenter is like you know. Yeah, I mean the 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 first uh, four or five Halloween films uh, are on Netflix at the moment. I was I was sort of getting well into those in the lead up to to Halloween. Um, obviously the, the first two, uh, sort of the, they're the only ones that sort of have much direct involvement from John Carpenter. I think he does the music for the first three and I think he had some involvement in the script for the third one, but, um, yeah, I mean, the first one's good. The second one has some interesting moments in it, but yeah, it, the, the, the Carpenter catalog has so much more to offer than just the Halloween sequels. And plus he does a lot of his, uh, he's sort of. Um, has a second, um, what's the word? Sort of a second life now. He's sort of a musician mm. touring in his band. He does lots of synthy stuff, and uh, yeah, it's great. And uh, check, check out. Yeah, I mean his soundtracks absolutely rule. Just check out Cop- John Carpenter in general because he's just, yeah, you know, he, he seems like a just a yeah normal the king. He's not like um, some directors that are all a bit up themselves. He's like seems like just, yeah. You know, Normal, normal guy, and uh, yeah, I like that. I like that. Not- there's an amazing quote from him uh, where he said, "Because there's been obviously there's been so many sequels and reboots of of Halloween at this point." But he said, "Like someone asked him, like, what do you think of the latest one?" 
Um, and he said, I'm not going to tell you what I think of the most recent Halloween, but I'll tell you what happens every time they make a new one. I hold out my left hand. I'll be, I'll be at home uh, doing something else. I hold out my left hand and a check falls into it. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's, that's the right way to look at, to, to look at that. It's just sort of like, you know, he, he made the first film for a, a very, very, you know, very little money. Um, and sort of managed to do, managed to do so much with so little, you know, a lot of the, the special effects in that film are very kind of rudimentary. There's very little blood or gore even, um, in the first, uh, the first Halloween movie. Um, but yeah, the fact that like Hollywood still seems to think that it's just like absolutely essential that we have, <laughs> that the world needs to see Michael Myers kind of, you know, lumbering around in that mask one more time. Um, it's you know it's great as long as John Carpenter's getting paid for it. Fucking yeah, secure that bag, King. Why not? So yes, that is my recommendations, listeners. Um, check them out if you haven't already. Which I'm sure you yes. Um, I was gonna say well, I didn't want to um, recommend this necessarily, but I just wanted to sort of draw people's attention to it because. I recently saw it for the first time. Are you are you familiar with uh, Cloud Atlas, the uh, the the novel and, and film? I well, I've heard vague. Yeah, well, I'm familiar. I haven't seen it, but yeah, I know I know what you're talking about. I think yeah, that wasn't. Um, it's yeah. So it was, it was a very. It's not based on what's that? That's that lady wrote all this Atlas shrugged. It's not similar to that, is it? No, no. No, it's not none of that uh, Ayn Rand crap. Yeah. No, right. um, it's uh, based on a novel by by David Mitchell, but not that one. Yeah, no, no. Um, not the the Peep Show guy. Um, but it's it's directed by our favourites, the Wachowskis. Um, mm. it, it came out in the film came out in 2012, and um, I saw it recently for the first time. And it's I want to just reiterate the fact that it came out in 2012 because that is quite important to bear in mind when you watch it um it's from within the last decade and you might be aware of the fact that it's sort of the the conceit of the the story is that it's i think it's six separate stories happening in in different eras in different parts of the world um but the actors playing the different roles in each of those stories is the same so the actors all appear in each of the storylines pretty much, but they're all playing different parts. Um, and so not only are they playing different characters in those different, within those different stories, a lot of them are playing people of different races. Um, so <laughs> you get like, uh, there's, there's like one storyline that's set in Neo soul in, uh, in like, the 21 uh, 2144 i think it is um and you've got people like uh hugo weaving and uh yeah uh, hugo weaving pl- playing a, a korean guy and uh there's another one that's set like in the uh, in in Scotland in the late thirties, kind of just not long before, you know, world war two starts. And you got Halle Berry playing a white Jewish woman in that. Um, it, it's, it's, it's 
fucking bonkers. It, it's it, it, there's no real reason to have all of those actors because it, it it's like you know it's all like proper like Hollywood A list Oscar winning actors and actresses, and they probably had a great time you know doing all these. Everyone gets to do you know different accents and. They get to put on these prosthetics to pretend that they're different people, different races, and stuff. They've already had a, a great time, but um, yeah, it's just a it's it's just a very bizarre exercise in um, kind of you know the Wachowskis seemed because of the Matrix. Basically, the Wachowskis are just allowed to make whatever kind of hot mess they want in Hollywood, um, which is fine. I'm glad. I'm I'm happy that they continue to be allowed to do that. But um, yeah, this is just it, I I can't. I, I I can't sort of emphasize enough that there's like yeah like uh like Keith David you know he's a a, a regular in John Carpenter's movies um again he plays what appears to be a a black Korean guy in the uh, the 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 future neo soul storyline um with complete with like prosthetics to make his eyes slanty um it's yeah it, it's um. It's wild, man. So I, w- I won't. I'm not recommending Cloud Atlas as part of cultural appropriation. I'm just saying, uh, if you haven't seen it, I think it's on like Amazon Prime or something. So if you've got Prime and you have a spare three hours, I mean, it's a long, it's a long old film. But um, yeah, it, it's it's such an interesting kind of because it's probably the you would imagine that it's the last time a film that's that high profile would be able to get away with something like that because it is just, uh, <laughs> just insanely, uh, problematic and complicated and racist. But, um, yeah, yeah. Check, check that out guys. If, uh, if you're a fan of actors playing different races to the race that they are in real life. Like, uh, Tropic Thunder with, uh, Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, ex- exactly like the f- it's it's like the film they're making in Tropic Thunder, not like Tropic Thunder itself, which is making fun of of actors doing that. It's like the film within Tropic Thunder that they're making, um, where everybody thinks that it's a good idea for Robert Downey Jr.'s character to uh, get surgery to become a, a black guy. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway. If you've enjoyed Junior Funners or have been affected by any of the issues discussed, uh, please uh, get in touch. Follow us on Twitter. We're at Junior Funners. You can email us at juniorfunners at gmail.com if you've got any questions or comments. Um, Lawrence and I are both on Twitter. I'm at Crispy Willis. Lawrence is. Are you still at IB Online? I am. Yep. <laughs> still trying to get a thousand um, followers. <laughs> you haven't gone viral? Not recently, but uh, no, sadly. Just sort of milling around in the, you know. Yeah, waiting for another lightning bolt to hit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it'll come, it'll come. Don't worry. Um, it'll come. Just got to have that little yeah. flash of inspiration. There. It's That's how it works, man. You've got to stop chasing it because it, yeah. it'll, it'll find you. Um, it really does. It really does. So, yeah, hopefully, uh, now that we're feeling a bit better, it won't be so long to the next episode. Although we did say that last time, so maybe this just becomes maybe this just becomes a yeah. monthly podcast, um, you know, just so that we can avoid anything close to momentum or building up a following. <laughs> uh, anyway, you know, as always, bye.